0: You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode.
1: This conference will now be recorded.
2: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Family Matters. Uh, Tonight, we have Darren and Josie Horrell with us, and they're going to be talking about fatherhood. Um, So, yeah, it's a really exciting topic. Um, Darren and Josie are the parents of three young children, and they're going to share their story about Darren's journey as a father. Uh, Becoming a father is easy, but being a father is so much harder. It's a life-changing task. So tonight, listen up, because it's a really exciting journey. I know you're going to enjoy it. I've enjoyed our, our, our discussions so far and um, that we, we had the other day. And um, yeah, be inspired to fulfill your God-given role as a parent, and especially as a father of the children that God has given you. So that's what's happening tonight. Welcome, Darren and Josie. Hello.
3: Hello,
2: thank you. Uh, What we'll do is we'll start with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be together tonight. Uh, We thank you for this um, really important topic of fatherhood. And we thank you for Darren and Josie that they're prepared to be able to share their experiences and their growth with us. And we pray that as they do, you would help them to inspire us. That more of us, particularly us men, would become the fathers that we should be, instead of the fathers that we want to be. Please help us in this. Please help us to follow your example as our father. And we ask this through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, just before we start, I wanted to do a quick Bible reading. And this one comes from Deuteronomy 31. No, sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 31. And it says this As as Moses was just about to lead them to the point of the promised land, he said to Israel, There you saw how the Lord your God carried you through the wilderness as a father carries his son all the way until you reach this place. I just thought that was a really neat introduction to fatherhood. Uh, God carrying his son out of Egypt, through the wilderness, to the brink of the promised land. And that's our job as fathers, really. So, um, yeah, tonight we're talking about fatherhood. So I'm going to start with you, Josie. Oh, Sharon's going to start with you, Josie, because she's got an extra question.
4: <laughs>
2: Actually, this is a combined question. You know, this
4: is kind of just setting the scene a little bit because you're the parents, as Robert said, of three beautiful children. Can you just tell us a little bit about them, their ages and yeah, what, what, what parenthood is like in your family?
3: Um, okay, well we've got um Mia who is seven, she's our firstborn, and Hudson who is five, and Lacey who is two and well coming up two and a half, I suppose. Yeah. So So
4: still in the quite young stages of, of
3: childhood. Yeah, yeah, they are really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you
1: haven't mentioned the hair colour yet.
3: Oh, why would I?
1: it's
2: all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was another one we were going to talk to you about too wasn't it Kat?
1: it's very important that we yeah. get getting it across training, you, training redheads <laughs> no. yeah so there's yeah. uh,
3: always
4: challenges that go with 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 a very young family has the been an easy easy
3: step for you um <clears throat> well i think like to start with we yeah, I mean, we were really, we really wanted to have children, and we were really, really to have them, well, as ready, like as ready as you kind of be, I <laughs> suppose. Um, I was working as an early childhood teacher with babies, so, yeah, I was quite keen to have our own, um, and yeah, so Mia was born when we we're in Gore, and um, yeah, it was, was really good. We both like really enjoyed it and like enjoyed having a little baby at home Um, she didn't sleep much at night but that was kind of okay because we just had the one so I could sleep in the day and things and still get stuff done as well at other times so that was quite good Um, yeah and then we I guess we moved to Auckland and then we had Hudson and yeah that's probably when things started getting a bit more challenging for us because um he didn't like sleeping at night much either and which was fine because mia had been the same but then mia was there as well so um yeah so i couldn't kind of i just remember i i mean i don't remember much actually i was just tired all the time so Mm.
1: um sleep deprived for a whole year like a long time Jersey?
3: yeah sure. yeah So I was I was having to rely on Darren a lot more than I had had to um, yes with the first one and then yeah and then Lacey came along and she didn't sleep much either and so it was yeah just then that was kind of another thing again that yeah I was having to rely on you a lot more than previously as well so <clears throat> um yeah i mean we like yeah we enjoyed it but yeah those were probably the challenging times for sure yeah yeah yeah
2: so did you have certain expectations of um of before children as to what darren's role as a father would be like
3: um not like not really like i certainly didn't really kind of think oh i think he'll do this, this, and this. I think, like, looking back, you probably assume they're probably going to be do what your own dad did, actually, because um, that's kind of the model you've got to go off. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, that's a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
2: so dad, like, cool, like dad, I, I think they're listening. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah my own dad he yeah he was quite involved with us so i guess probably inadvertently i would yeah definitely would have put that on Jaron. but i guess like really getting into it i just wanted i just thought we'd get into like we'd do it together like just participation you know like we'd just do things together like yeah. Make, yeah. make decisions together and share share yeah. it you know yeah yeah. be the dad and the mum that's about as far as i really thought in terms of who would do what yeah yeah, yeah. And darren did you have
4: any expectations
1: yourself about what fatherhood might look like oh on the on the surface i just thought i would be this super dad you know this you know how you see in the ads where you've got dad lifting up the child on the beach in the sunset and all those, I sort of thought, you know, like, it's wonderful to be a dad. I, I think I had those sort of visions going, yeah, dad dad stuff, dad's great. But I didn't really see between the lines and I, I didn't recognize the challenges in it whatsoever and I was not prepared to deal with that and I didn't respond particularly well to some of those challenges and so I wasn't that amazing father that I thought I was to start with. Um, but yeah, certainly I, I kind of felt like, this is right, I need to be a dad, it's something that we do. <clears throat> um, I've actually got a colleague who works in Wellington, I was talking to him one day and he was talking to me about, you know what, I've decided that I probably won't have kids. And that really shocked me, because I was like, oh, I never thought that. Like, that was always a thing for me. Like, it was just a step, you know, you buy a house, you get a wife and you have kids. That was just it was yeah. locked in yeah yeah but I am far out I didn't realize how much I needed to learn <laughs>
4: yeah yeah so was it a bit of a shock to the
1: system um <clears throat> not initially actually yeah. um, because one child um, and a very active wonderful mum um, very much much more cushier situation to deal with and if I'm honest my single life definitely overlapped my marriage life and early family life without a doubt so in some ways i didn't notice much at all um i was still well into my hobbies and my cars and my houses my housework and that and um, then mia was there and josie was there and they were just in addition to that and i didn't really change heaps they were just added on to what was already happening, and. I thought it was cool. this was great yeah and it, the more kids that came along the more it ramped up and things changed yeah
2: so did you did, did sort of parenthood then help make you resent the time you were losing doing your hobbies and your cars and your house and your you know all the other stuff that you were trying to do
1: yeah there was a little bit of that actually, because um, I wasn't prepared for that really. Um, having said that, I did have an uncle who said to me, um, "Perhaps when Josie was pregnant for the, with our first child, now Darren, make sure you finish all your projects before the baby comes. Uh, you won't have any time to do any of your projects if this is it now." Sir, sort of, I listened. I was listening to him, and I thought, "Oh yeah, we'll see about that."
2: You know, I thought, <laughs>
1: Oh, we'll will take that I'll take that as a challenge actually. I reckon I can fit a lot more in than you think, sort of thing. I just thought, why 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 is things gonna change that drastically? And it certainly it certainly didn't. And I wasn't prepared for that, really, even though my uncle had told me that and people had said, Oh, there's another thing that people said. You get married, that's fifty percent of your time. You have kids, that's the last fifty, you know, that's it, no time. And I was sort of, wow, what's that about? Really, I'm sure you can squeeze more stuff in. So yeah, I was really pushing those boundaries and and those thoughts and those those wiz, those words of wisdom that were coming from people. I thought, now nah, I can fit more into that. So when the baby started coming, they started filling my time a bit more. Yeah, the projects went on the back burner for sure, absolutely. And I started to feel like, oh, I didn't achieve as much today as I did, and I'm a wee bit annoyed about that, as I want to do a bit annoyed. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, so so at one point, the light switched on, because you were sort of, you know, you were trying to do all these other things, you know, a little bit resentful, and the light switched on. What happened, where, where, when, was, when was that, what, what, what caused it?
1: Well, it wasn't a moment too soon, really, when this light switched on that you, that you speak of. It was probably only last, last year, and it was kind of around the time of COVID. And what happened in COVID, as you all know, is lockdowns happened. And at that point we had the three kids. And so mum was stuck at home with three kids and one of which our eldest was at school. So there was like an extra uh, challenge of schooling uh, Mia as well. And so although mum started really strong, and she did wonderfully well. She had a schedule written up on the blackboard and the day was run really well. The wheels started to fall off because there was a huge amount of pressure on her. And here's the thing, I was still working. So I didn't get locked down. Nothing changed for me. I got to go out and do my day. Um, so I would come home and I would see a really stressed out family, more than I'd ever seen before. Um, because it was just ongoing and it was compiling and compiling and I was just like, oh, this is not good. And to the point where I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna expect when I get in the door. You know, Josie was yeah. trying to get by herself and and the kids were anxious, they, they, they couldn't get out. Josie couldn't get out.
4: Yeah. And it was
1: really hard. And I started to think, <laughs> I've gotta do something. I, like it's, it's on me. There's something that has to happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. To put that lockdown in perspective, I think. Um, <clears throat> honey, um yeah, Lacey, she was still. Like, she would have been about 15 months at that point, and so she was still getting up a few times a night, and it, the other kids were getting up a few times a night. So it was not uncommon. Like I was still kind of getting up about six times a night during lockdown, yeah. and then having to do my day yeah. as well. You know. And um, yeah, she wouldn't sleep in the day or anything, Lacey, much either, not reliably. So, yes. once again, I was really tired. Like, yeah, and it's, it's such a building block of life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably-
2: yeah. It's really yeah. hard.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, what do things look like for you now then Darren you come home you've got a stressed out wife you've got um children that are all feeling up tight how did you change your game up what does it look like
1: now well it was this is a story really of not about super dad for sure if you've tuned in to see super dad then don't then you can turn off it's about <laughs> a, a change the focus um it's about a realization of a role that I needed to fill that was right in front of me, and that realization is has happened, is still happening, and it's a real good shift. Now, I think it on the outset it probably doesn't look hugely different what I'm doing before and after. Let's say COVID, but it's with my heart's more in it now.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, if yeah. you like. I'm owning, I'm wanting, I'm wanting to own the role more. Before I was a dad who did dad jobs, and I felt like I was pretty active, and I was there mm. playing with the kids. I love playing with kids. I'd love telling stories. But the difference now is I look at the kids' faces, and I go, and let, let's just say when I'm reading them a story, um, which I'd like to do, I look at their faces now, and I go, are you getting this? You no.'" Know? Are you getting this story is there is there something is there a lesson that's sinking in because if not i'm going to change it up before it was more like i'll get the story done and then you're off to bed and i've got my evening yes. done yep. yep so now i look at the kids and it, if this is this is quite solid for me now i look at them and i make sure that when i'm telling them the story when i'm teaching them something when i'm talking to them that they're getting it and if they're not I do something about it and I invest whatever. I'm just more invested in that and trying to own all the little jobs that I used to do more. Um, Because I look at their little faces now and I go, these kids need my strength. They need to be loved and they need guidance. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot to learn (laughs) and I've just had that realization uh just uh ever increasingly in the in recent times yeah
4: yeah that's, that's amazing that's really
1: that? cool
3: beautiful yeah i definitely What's like to, uh, oh sorry, sorry. oh was, no i was just gonna say i definitely like to yeah say that yeah darren i mean he's always been very good with the kids he's always spent a you know time a lot of time playing with them and like holding them as babies and yeah cradling he'd get up at night sometimes if it was really bad if we'd had a few you know few nights of really bad sleep he'd be up as well so he was always active he yeah in in that regard um but yeah probably is yeah more of a shift of um doing it out of duty i suppose because you're a dad and that's what you do too yes yeah really being present and enjoying it more as you know like Mm. yeah. yeah like really yeah. enjoying it and yeah really cherishing the time more than yeah just getting yeah. it done it's
4: yeah,
2: really beautiful yeah. yeah so instead of doing out of rope now it's out of love really
1: that's that's exactly right yeah and that's all about fulfilling that that role rather than just finishing the job yeah absolutely
4: yeah
1: yeah, yeah that's awesome
4: now, from what we understand, part of this journey has come through a study that you've done on the Hebrew word for father. Can you share us a bit of your insights on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Robert, did you did you guys, Robert Chander, do you want me to share that on the screen? And yep, just show sure. on or, or uh, I can we can talk about it.
2: Figure out how to do that. <clears throat> there you go. So you should be able to do that now.
0: Yep.
1: Okay, so you can see that all right.
4: Yep. We can see a scroll.
1: There we go. Good. Oh, no, that that oh, looks okay. brilliant. Um, so. A blank scroll. Hebrew... <laughs> do <you laughs> have we have this data for anything, do we? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um. I've been looking at the Hebrew, and and this is something that that came to me. Um, It was well before COVID, well before my realization, so it was there in my background, there in my mind, so it was actually really helpful when I needed it. Um, It's about a literal understanding of the Hebrew word father and mother, for that matter. Um, But what can give this more power is if we talk about the English understanding of the word father, which is a male parent. That's it.
2: Okay. Right. Wow. So okay.
1: I don't want to go on and on broad. about it.
2: That's quite broad. But that's actually a really easy role to fulfill.
1: <laughs> when a baby is born, you're a dad. You're a dad. And that's it. There we story. go. Done. Job done. Yep. And so it's, it's so weird. Like when you're in the delivery room, uh, particularly if it's your first baby, the nurses hand you the baby. And the one thing that they love to do is like say, Oh, congratulations, dad. You know, they love to say that. Oh, you're a dad now. There you go, dad. And they hand you the baby or whatever. And 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 they love saying that because they know what's the special moment? Because you're a dad now. But actually, yeah, yeah. what am I? I'm like, I'm like the same dude. I'm holding a baby now, and I've got no idea what to do. And yeah. So am I a dad? So in the Hebrew, let's have a look at that. Really? Let's have a look. Easy to become a dad in the English. Yep. Well, this is a bit all over the show. I'll just bring all this up properly. Okay, so on the on the right um, is the modern Hebrew way of writing the word dad, dad, and it's the first two letters of the alphabet, actually, the letter aleph and bet, and you pronounce it ab or av, as they say. It. Now, the Hebrew originally wasn't written like that. That was that's an evolution, and perhaps a couple of evolutions. So, if you go back to early Hebrew, it was pictorial, and uh, the the interesting thing about the Hebrew language is that each letter isn't just phonetic, which means that the letter tells you the way you say it. It also means something. Each letter has its own individual meaning. So if you break down a word like father, particularly a root word like father, you can get a literal understanding of it by looking at each individual letter. And so this is how the, letter, the, the word father was written with this ox head first as the letter Aleph and then yes as this funny little diagram of a tent now that's actually a tent it's the plan view looking down on sort of like the basic square um boundaries of a tent and that's what that is now the we're ox- reading from right to left aren't we that's right the that's the hebrew way yes confusing but that's right so strength first which um the ox head represents it is strength and right. the other one is a house or a tent now, the interesting thing about the Hebrews that we know, um, their language came from their culture and who they were, and who they were was nomadic, agricultural, and they lived in the wilderness. Right? So here's some things already that we can see that come up, there's some agricultural in the, in the, in the ox head, and here's their nomadic lifestyle in their house, in their tent that they lived in. Right? So anyway, this, yes. is, this is what it is. This is the Hebrew word father. And if we take the literal understanding, you've got the strength of the house. Now, isn't That's that incredible? Beautiful.
4: Yeah, it's um, right, yeah. You
1: know, the Hebrew language is all about action. It's all about like what you can experience. And this word, av is actually descriptive of tent poles. Right, so you can see how that works. The tent poles holds up the tent. And so if the children of Israel want to get in touch with what it is to be a father, they look at the tent pole and they go, there's dad, he's holding up the house. Is okay. the strength of this house. You know, and so that is the the visual way, the action way of kind of understanding what the father is about. So yeah, it's astonishingly um powerful. And so this was already bouncing around in my head when I come to the realization that I've got this role as a father. And then I come to this and go, the strength of the house. And I and I look at myself and I go, I'm not this I'm not the strength of this house. I, far be it. <laughs> how, how yeah. am I the strength of this house? Like, what does that mean to be the strength of the house? And yes, so it's,
2: I can understand you know, that's
1: like, it's just like, what does it look like to be the strength? And so, I don't know, I can see in little ways that I pick up the kids if they sprain an ankle or they graze a knee, and I can see little things like that. Yeah, I'm there, I can do that. But the strength of the house to hold the whole system together. And if, if, if it all turns to the cuss, if it all falls over in some way, all eyes are gonna be looking at the dad. All eyes are gonna be looking at the father. And What's mm. the father gonna do? How's he gonna step up and hold the family? Um, and that kind of struck me as, I am nowhere nowhere near this as a father. This is certainly a role I need to grow into, and how do I do it? It is beyond me. This is actually quite huge. How can, how can I be the strength?
4: Yeah. Um, so
1: in an ever-increasing way, I realize I need to draw from god (laughs) as the father who is the strength of the house yeah
4: yeah what what an awe-inspiring role that is isn't that
2: beautiful it is yeah yeah it's a it's a really it's one of those ones that's like it's it's an amazing role to look up to but it's quite scary when you're there and you go that's my role you know the strength of the house it's it's a huge responsibility, yeah uh, you're holding up the tent for everyone it's
1: It's right, yeah it's, it's bigger amazing. than me, and uh, yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah,
4: yeah. So how has this journey been progressing along?
1: um step by step, looking at each moment, taking each moment, I'm not getting it right every time. I still wanna do my jobs. I've had some fails where I where I had a job in mind to do one Saturday and um, I, was ex- I was expecting Josie to take the kids away for an hour and I was like, that's my hour. I knew that hour was in my head for the whole week actually and I prepared to do the job for the whole week and then when it came down to it, Josie was like, no, no, you've got the two kids, I'm just gonna take Mia. And I just about lost it. <clears throat> so the... The key is, for me, is to have low expectations on everything else that isn't fatherhood. <laughs> like nice. The lower the expectations that I have, the better I am as a person in terms of my projects and my jobs. And yes. now, you know, if I know I can't quite finish a job or if I just get a small part of the job done, wow, great, good job, man. You know, I, yeah. I, I was actually
4: happy with that.
1: So I think the key is to lower your expectations. Um, I set myself up for a fall totally um, by thinking that I had that hour on Saturday. Um, I didn't, I didn't communicate well with Josie. So step by step, um, things like that, lower expectations on, on jobs, don't expect too much and know that the priority is that I have to father my children. I need to be there whether it's just when they're uh, just need some one-on-one time, or some playtime, or I need to be there when it's story time, or I need to be there when there's trouble. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's wow. it's still really hard to just to kind of pick those moments and see those opportunities, and that's where yeah. I need mama. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Um, now you've shared with us some beautiful insights from um, Moses' dad's life. Can you, can you share that um, with our group here?
1: There's still a oh, bit more, can oh, yeah. to it later. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I looked at my, I've been looking at the name of God and of course spending some time at the burning bush naturally, that's where I was. And something popped up to me uh, or was revealed to me in this, in this what I'm calling an introduction. God's introduction to Moses at the burning bush and it's something God said to Moses that kind of blew my mind and and serves me as kind of inspiration really to be to fill this role as a father and it's where God made the statement to Moses I am the God of your father and then it's I'm the God of Abraham of Isaac and of Jacob and it hit me, and I was like, I've never seen that before. Is God talking about Moses' actual dad there? And I've done some work on it, and I'm very convinced it absolutely is. Um, there is a couple of challenges around that, but um, I've seen too much. There is too much supporting evidence that uh, God is um, connecting himself with his father, with Moses' father, saying, I'm the God of your dad. And mm. I'm just, I'm seeing the statement, and I think, wow. How much do I want that? How much do I want God to become to approach my children by way of introduction and say to them, "I'm the God of your dad." Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's huge, isn't it? Like for me, that's love. That's excellent. I mean, I want that badly, and and it's a vision of what I want. And the vision continues when I consider my children's response, and they might say, you know wow, if you're the God of my dad, you know, then I really want to get to know you. Um, in a way, God is saying here, you kind of already know me, Moses, because you know your dad. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's a way, of, uh, it's a way that God introduced himself to people, through people, and no more so than um, through the, the model of parenthood and children. So we have this job and it's not a job, it's a role to bring our kids to God so that God may be able to say to them, you know, I'm the God of your dad. Um, You know, and God is this invisible, almighty creator, massive, monumental. How can we as parents bring them, bring, bring our kids to this creator? You mm. know, that that that's that's where I see how do I fill this role. So um, we've got to be able to bring God into our house and show our kids what He's like. So so He's not foreign to them, and so they recognize Him later in life. They can see His hand, and it's all familiar to them. They know of God's love, and they know of His care, and and all that sort of stuff because they know their parents. So that's massively uh, inspirational um, for me. That's those statements in in Moses. And um, having said that, it's not the only time that's said. Um, God also says to Isaac, I'm the God of your dad. And God says to Jacob, I'm the God of your dad. So, yeah, it's, it's a statement that is said. Not too much, but it's in the Bible, yeah. Yeah.
2: And I love the fact, too, that that. The influence of Amram not only influenced Moses, but, but um, you also had Aaron and Miriam as well. Mm. Just right up there as leaders in the people, of the people who are obviously influenced by Amram and, and Jochebed.
1: I know, and the man Amram, do we know much about him? Do we hear much about him? No. But we know of his results because we know his kids, you know. That's how I see it. Out of yeah. the house of Amram and Jochebed came three kids. And they were prominent kids. They were important kids. And they were so needed in the camp of Israel. And Miriam was, she, she was a leader of worship. Um, she, sung, she led the worship after the Red Sea. We know Aaron was the high priest and Moses was Moses. Um, so how important was Amram? And we don't know nothing about him. And we know that he lived his life in slavery, um, in the bondage of, of Egypt. And I mean, if look, he, it was a very unglamorous thing, we don't. As I said, we don't know anything about him. He could be he could be very resentful for what happened. But in, in the end, he brought some children to God, and they became, you know, such wonderful servants later on. Yeah. And, yeah.
4: That's beautiful. Um, Josie, you were going to share a little bit more with us from earlier. Can you you share that now? Oh, what was I going to share earlier? Was there something that came to mind? What did come to mind?
1: What was the question again?
3: Yeah, what was the question
4: it was probably around, um, yeah, Darren's role and 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 you know how he was stepping into this new new role and just a new perspective, really, I guess.
3: Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I might have. Well, I just touched on it um, briefly. Yeah, just that he, um, yeah, he like he had always um, been active. Or, yeah. Um, as a dad, it wasn't like he was solely just focused on what was like jobs outside or preparing talks for the meeting or doing whatever he'd, he'd always ask um he'd always do whatever he needed to do and if i ever asked him to do something like he'd, yeah he'd definitely always do it mm-hmm. um and like he'd yeah he'd do it willingly but yeah um i think for him yet yeah, the shift there's definitely been He's definitely a lot more present in doing those things now. There's definitely a lot more meaning behind your interactions with the kids. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah.
1: Can I show you briefly the um the role of a mum? Yeah. Because it's it's on, it's on the next slide, and um th- this has been really helpful for me as well and us. Yeah, I've got all this. So it's the word for M, the word M, and it's again, it starts with the same letter and the letter Aleph, which is strength, the picture of the ox. And then the the next letter is the letter Mem, which is actually water or chaos. A little bit more challenging to bring that together um, in terms of the literal understanding, but you can go strong water. And so, yeah, it's actually really cool here when you think about water. How important was water to people who lived in the wilderness? You know, it was life-giving. So kind of carries, the mum kind of carries this idea of strong life, um, the bringer of life in some ways. You know, she bears the children. It sort of has the idea of bearing a birth. Um, Yep. And the other thing is about the glue. Because the way they produced glue was boiling cattle hides in water and the stuff that came to the top was processed and to become glue, which is strong water. And so to me that's one of the best things that I, I see mum as is the glue of the family. She bonds wow, well, it. That's
2: beautiful. You. That's strong. Yeah. So, so how cool so is the that? Father's, the father's the tent pole and the yeah. mother's the glue that holds everything together around that tent pole.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So and, and the way I see Josie, Josie activating that is the way that she has the connection with all the kids way better than me. She knows the kids yeah. better than me emotionally. And so when I come in the door, sometimes Josie will say to me, "Now Hudson's had a really tough day today, so I need you to be a bit more sensitive for him, or maybe it, you know prop him up, give him some give him some advice, or give him some encouragement." Or she he, she might say, "Well, Hudson actually got a certificate today." So you need to kind of give him some praise. Um, or if she sees me playing with the kids and one kid feels a little bit left out, I don't notice that. But Josie will say, oh, it looks like Mia's feeling a little bit left out. You might have to include her or do something with her later. This is all happening because she's the glue. She's the glue. And, um, yeah. yeah, and I don't see any of this because I'm just. she's just way more aware because of her ability. And this is how I see her her strength coming in. And so it's really valuable. She's always giving me this feedback, and I need that. And so um, one of the things that dawned on me—that's the most valuable thing I could offer in terms of of how to be the strength of the house—is offer strength to the glue, <laughs> <laughs> because the glue is so good, right? So um, <laughs> give her encouragement and make sure if. If she's looking like she's starting to lose it a little bit because everything's becoming too too much, then try and ease her load and take yeah. take the little, you know, little girl away. Uh, because it's been tough though. she's always been at her feet. And or take the kids away for a bit or just help out in whatever way you can so to ease the load. Because as a father, the strength of the house, you want the glue to stay intact.
2: Absolutely. And, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, now, if we go back back one step, you said you know you had lots of hobbies and interests and all sorts of stuff, and I know and I know over the last little while you've done quite a few talks and fraternals and stuff like that. What would you say to to the the busy father um, who's you know busy, particularly with ecclesial life, because ecclesial life seems like you know we are serving the Lord, um, but but where we're perhaps not looking at our family as much as what we should and concentrating on our hobbies or our ecclesial life or whatever more what would you say to the father there
1: first thing i would say to that is check out family matters when robert and sharon are interviewed <laughs> and they talked to us about burnout where robert was overdoing the ecclesial life <laughs> and it was taking over the family, there I you go. Think that was in the script. <laughs> click, on the link. click on the link below, and yeah. uh, you'll get there. That re- you guys really sum that up um, with your experience for sure, and um, I honestly believe that the ecclesial work can get quite, uh, it can become quite a burden. It's quite an ask to be able to prepare for talks when you've got kids running around at your feet, when. You really, you know, what you should be doing. You should be focusing on them, making sure that you've given them their time. Um So it is really hard to balance that. And I think fathers, fathers who are in the middle of it, especially if have got young children, perhaps their load should be should be decreased for sure. Yeah.
3: Mm. I think yeah. I I think that like the very essence of um being a disciple um is to love your like well for me like to love my husband and my kids well love god it's kind of needs to go god husband kids and then everyone else and i think that
2: yeah very wise
3: that that is your role like that is what it is so yeah it's really important to remember like there's kind of no point in getting that order like when you get things when you get that order all mixed up I think you can run into a bit of trouble so I mean I mean Darren and I like we love supporting the ecclesia like we we love our ecclesia we like going when when there's an event on like we'll often like it's kind of like well who's going to go like is it you or me like we both like to go um but yeah at the same time um yeah like you you need to check in that things are going good at home yeah Um, first um like you know there's there's little point in me going out at night if um Darren's stressed out and you're walking out and all the kids are crying and the house is a mess and you know he's got lots of stuff to do it's like you even if you're going to do something really good it's like well um yeah i mean you just have to think about it and you have to talk about it and communicate that as mm. well um and check in with each other a lot and go is this okay um mm.
4: yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah 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 you were
2: talking about both, both roles are very important um right. yeah i think it's, I, I i agree with you you know it's really important to get the priorities right and mm. i mean even paul said to to Timothy, you know, if you're choosing elders, said make sure they're the sort of people that are bringing up their family well first mm. before they become servants in the Ecclesia. Um, and if you're not doing that at home, well, it's there's no point even looking after another family.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think it's just like remembering that it's a high calling and it's the very essence of why we're here is to... You know, is to raise your family and it, um, yeah it may not be glamorous and yeah there's lots of things about parenting that can be um, quite mundane actually like nappies and toileting and that kind of thing um, dishes <clears throat> picking up toys but um,
2: it doesn't yeah. sound glamorous at all really
3: no yeah no. It's not. <laughs> it's not that glamorous yeah there's other things that are a lot more g- glamorous than that but yeah but then but yeah. it's so important at the same time
1: um, yeah i was gonna say about the 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 exhausting in that which is something that i had in my head before this all went down that was that was more of somewhere i wanted to head in terms of purpose and i was putting I was, i had that as more of a purpose than being a father you know mm-hmm.
4: Right. And yep.
1: so, um, yeah, that the story is definitely a story of shifting of focus for sure. Because I had to shift from that. I had to really kind of go, no, no, being up front and center on the platform, a glamorous place to be, is actually not my place right now. And I had to come to that, and that's hard for my pride, man, because I wanted to be up there. <laughs> I really enjoy doing the odd exhort here and there. And um, I had I totally understand you, Darren. Yeah hey, it's, it's great yeah. times, everyone goes, oh yeah, good, good exhort or whatever, and you get all this feedback and it's so good. You don't get that as a dad, I'm telling you now. <laughs> um, so when Lacey was born, I got dropped from the plan and I no one even asked me, really, essentially. And this is what they someone decided that they do, You know, it was really nice of them, actually. Um, and normally we do a few more exhorts per, so basically I went down to one exort for six months. So Lacey's two years old now, so that's four four exorts, right, at PK. But do you know how many exorts I've done at PK? I think you Yeah, one lately, wasn't it? Yep. So I I did one while back, and that was it. So there has been some unusual events in my life with when it comes to my speaking, and it, my speaking role has been stripped, and it's it's been it's almost unexplainable although I can explain it (laughs) so unusual how this role has been stripped I was set to do Easter camp in 2020 COVID came along boom gone Um, and this is still going on so (laughs) that there's still unusual events happening pulling me from the platform and taking me back home to, to there to be with my family And yeah, it's been really, really tough for my pride. I see that, and I am now much more at peace with that. actually. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting how that whole system worked.
4: Yeah. Well, this has been a thoroughly inspiring, um, absolutely riveting session. We've thoroughly enjoyed your sharing. It has been um, very much from the heart. We have thoroughly enjoyed um you're showing us from the hebrew what the individual roles are the father and the mother and love those pictures they're just beautiful
2: yeah
4: is there any just last comments you'd like to just put out there for for dads who want to just be able to really step into this role and embrace it wholeheartedly
2: for the dad who wants yep. to be a better father
4: yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely so first thing i'd say is Check out a lot of the videos on Family Matters because <laughs> I wasn't going to come on today and go, This is what I've been doing and this is what I do now, and all the examples of, Yeah, 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 this is how you be a better dad. Because I don't really have that. It's really just, I'm just shifting in my mind now how to do that and how that's going to look. And so on Family Matters, we've had some great stuff already. And one of the very first ones was um, Andrew and Nomi um, and talked about have a relationship mm-hmm. with your kids. And that one stuck with me. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's a good one. Maintain a relationship with your kids. How do you have a relationship with your kids? It's all about time spent and quality time yep. and sacrificing your own jobs and being and with them so they get to know you um, and so that they value value your the relationship that you have with them so you want them to better value that so that's that you are really important to them and so that they will look up to you and respect you and yeah a bit like us and God right
3: yeah things are going if you're in a really good space with your relationship with God you you don't want to do anything to upset him you just you just Charging towards him, and that's kind of where the direction you want your kids going. You want them looking at you, going, oh, "I value this, this connection, this relationship yeah. so much." Um, I mean, of course, they're still going to make mistakes and things. But mm. Um, mm. yeah, okay. I once heard a, a saying that from somewhere um, that someone said um, that children don't remember specific events so much in their childhood. So, like, if you think back in your own childhood, there's not heaps and heaps of things you can remember specifically, mm-hmm. uh, but they do remember a feeling, like an overall feeling. Um, and so, yeah, it's not about doing, like, the big things with your kids, although those are nice too, but it's just about the little, all those little connections that you make so that when you're children look back on their childhood or think about their relationship with you, overall, they can see that this is a good thing, that, you know, my parents always had time for me, or they always, that feeling that you get, um, Mm,
0: and that starts
3: even from a baby, you know, um, yeah, like later in life, people just have this memory of whether, you know, how they felt. Did they feel safe and loved as a child? or Yeah. And to, um, they'll just, they kind of, you just know, you just kind of know if you were or not.
1: Just the other day, yeah. just quickly, um, Hudson did something that probably warranted, you know, a stern telling off, and maybe some discipline. Um, yeah. But I was thinking about this idea of having a relationship with him and hoping that he had thinks he has a relationship with me so i tried it out and i said to him Hudson that really hurt my feelings instead of going off at him or sending him to his room or whatever we do because which is what we tend to normally do we tend to go um, fear-based or punishment based <laughs> um i said that hurt my feelings Hudson uh, that's not what we do in this house do we you know i don't like that and then man that affected him more because i would never said anything like that before and i and he dropped his bottom lip, and he sort of just walked away. And I really felt like I got to him just by saying a real simple thing that hurt me. <laughs> and so that was that was really valuable um, for me to experience it because I honestly feel like that that's us and God. Um, yeah. We can hurt his feelings and we want to serve him um, and not hurt his feelings, basically, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm.
3: Yeah, I'd probably just like, the only other thing I'd add to a good thing, I mean, and it's for all of us, really, is that sometimes like as like mothers, um, you know, we sit around and go, oh, how do we teach our children this? Or how do we teach them this characteristic or that characteristic? And I think that the answer for anyone like fathers, because this is about fathers, but actually mothers or any person um, actually is to make sure that you're reading the bible like getting into a good routine of bible reading and personal prayer because what goes in is what is going to come out so um yeah i just think that's yeah that's really important like you can't expect to be able to show them god for them to see god and you if if you're not putting it in yeah, if you're not
4: getting so, filled filled with God and His Word yourself,
2: yeah. Learning from the best. Yeah. Mm. The exactly. best way to go. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, both of you. Um, it's been really awesome to have you on tonight. Um and, and you've got a great story. And I'm inspired. I know there's plenty of others who will be inspired as well. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And um, uh, yeah, like as Sharon said earlier, you know, those 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 words in the hebrew and the the example of amram and you know it all just builds together to show the the real importance of being a dad um and being that dad you know not not just being a father but actually living out that role um so thank you very much for that
1: thank you all right, thank you for inviting us on and thank you for your encouragement in this uh this little journey of ours. It's
2: certainly been our pleasure. And uh, we wish we'd had heard heard this uh, when we our children were younger. Well I wish I had heard this when our children <laughs> we <were> younger. <laughs> Where were you? Where were you then? <laughs> nice okay. okay. Um next time we have on the twenty-first of June fostering with paul and judith mudge so that'll be a really interesting one um paul and judith had fostered quite a number of children um so yeah that'll be really interesting and then on the 5th of july we have grandparenting with ross and wendy Mellies, so that'll be a real treat too um if you want to receive email reminders email me robert at thinkythings.com Um, We've just put Family Matters in the title bar and I will send you reminders and any um, resources that come from these Family Matters programs. Um, And if you want to see past recordings, just Google Pekarang and Christadelphians and you will find them on the Family Matters page. Um, And you can re-watch this or any other Family Matters that Darren's talked about tonight. And so, Darren, just ask now if you'd close with prayer,
1: please. Yep, sure. Thank you. Our Father in heaven, the strength of this house, we thank you. We're so grateful to be blessed by you and welcomed into your house. It is a wonderful place to be, a place where uh, we are comforted, and nurtured and cared for a place where we are strengthened and loved and guided. It's also a place where we have met your son and we are so grateful to be able to be part and see the relationship that you have with him. And we pray on an ever increasing way that we can draw from that deep compassionate a connection that you have with your son and afford that on into our own houses and our own families. We know it's your strength by which we do everything and it's to your glory, so please we pray for the sake of your name, give us the strength and the love and the guidance to do this important role of parenthood and um, in, in this important Uh, phenomenon of families that you have set up and we pray that we do all this to your name for your name's sake that we may bring our children to you um, so that they may know you we are so grateful for your care we thank you for this evening and for all that you do for us and in jesus your son we ask this amen
2: amen so it's Stay on and uh, we'll have some discussion and if you're on if you're watching this as a recording do come on at time when we we, um, do it because then you can join in the discussion as well
0: thank you for joining us we hope you found the episode helpful don't forget most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel cdvideo.org so head over and take a look if you have any comments or questions or suggestions please get in touch or leave us a voice message we love to hear your feedback you can email us at btf